everybody. We are back with a new episode of Working It Out. Today on the show, we have Michael J. Fox. He's just a legendary actor. I mean, uh, between Family Ties on television, uh, Back to the Future, countless films, television shows that are incredible. Uh, The Good Wife, The Good Fight. Uh, we, We talk about a lot of his acting stuff. He actually recently wrote a book that I love called No Time Like the Future. It's a memoir. It's so funny. Um, he also wrote another book called Lucky Man, a memoir. I mean, this, he's just a fascinating writer, creator, actor. And we go into a lot of uh, his nonprofit work with the Michael J. Vox Foundation. They've raised over a billion dollars for Parkinson's research over the years. I've performed at a bunch of their benefits. I've done fundraising events. It's just a great, great group of people. We talk about this a little bit in the interview, but uh, but sleep disorders, uh, like REM sleep behavior disorder, do have some correlation to Parkinson's. And so uh, one thing they wanted to mention, the organization, is that if, if you wanted to volunteer for a study, if you have a sleep disorder, uh, go to their site, which is michaeljfox.org. Uh, it, I, I should I should note that I, I just got finished with my run of shows at Steppenwolf Theater in Chicago. It was so much fun. It was it, really an extension uh, of a lot of the work that happens on this podcast and making changes, and I continue to make changes and try different things. I next go to London and then Paris, Iceland. I go to the Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor, New York, in Long Island, which is phenomenal. It's this gorgeous little 300-seat theater. And then I go to 40 performances in Los Angeles at the Mark Taper Forum. Incredible, incredible theater space. Uh, and I'm announcing some tour dates in the fall, coming up soon, that are uh, a lot of them are in the Midwest and the South, because uh, I, I really want to get to as many cities with the old man in the pool as possible. Um, Michael J. Fox is somewhat... Is, it's one of the coolest guests we've ever had on our show. It's someone who I am completely in awe of. I think we have a great, great conversation today. This is a unique thing for this episode. We put a transcript of the episode on burbigs.com. So if you want to follow along with it, um, if there's anything you don't understand, there's a transcript of the interview. Uh, it's a great talk. I'm always in awe of and loved talking to the great Michael J. Fox. I, I want to recommend that your recent book because it's funny and it's uh, definitely a good thing for people who are struggling with adversity because you actually, you know, you have a, you 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 go there to the dark places, but then you come out the other side. Yeah. How do you think you get there? Because it's like I I feel like there. It's like how few people would be diagnosed with Parkinson's, and their instinct would be, well, I'm gonna try to cure Parkinson's. <laughs> like to me, it would be like the ultimate excuse for why not to do anything. Were that were that the case? I I, I agree. It would have been. Uh... But it was an evolution of, of, of behavior and a thought and a reaction and attitude about it, which was um, first I was diagnosed and I, and I kind of, the first thing I had to do was square with Tracy and find out we were okay and if she was okay. And, and she had no idea, of course, and she said she was okay, but but would have been forgiven if she two weeks later said enough of this. Uh, but, but we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know, I mean, Parkinson's vaguely as a, as a 
as a geriatric disease that, that, that some people had, like Muhammad had it, but that was considered to an extent pugilistic dementia. And, and it was all this stuff that I was trying to figure out. And in the meantime, I, I hit, I hit for seven years. I have seven years. I did, I worked and I did my stuff and no, I didn't tell anybody. The doctor told me that I had 10 years left to work. I was diagnosed. Oof. So, so uh, yeah, it was a big shot at 29 years old. And I had a lot of stuff going on. And, um, and so I really freaked out and I just signed a big contract to do like a, a bunch of movies for a bunch of money. And, and it's just all irrational thinking and, and, and crazy thinking. And, um, and so it's after a period of about seven years, I went through all kinds of stuff. I went through, um, I went through figuring out I quit drinking, which was not an effective tool in dealing with Parkinson's. Uh, and then I had a great moment with Tracy where she evaluated my situation and, and, and very calmly, without anger, said, uh, is this what you want? Is this what you want to do? Yeah. And it shook me. It just shook me. And so I dealt, dealt with that, and I dealt with getting sober. And then and I started to understand the disease more. I started talking to more doctors, and I started to talk to, on the slide, more patients. And, and, and she really kept it close. And by the time I had, I had um, released it to the public, I'd gone through these huge evolutions. I quit doing films on, out, out of the country and out of the city. And then did, started to spin city and picked my kids at school every day, with them at home every day, um, went to the movies at night. We, we had a regular life. And that was good. And then, and then, I, and then, and then I started to see opportunities to do stuff. And, and I just I realized that, that I had to devote myself at that time totally to the foundations. Now, it wasn't just like, let's cure this. Um, let's get this done. It, it, was, a, it was a long, it was a, it was a, a, a long trip through the desert. Yeah, yeah. And you like at a certain point the foundation crossed like the one billion dollars raised for Parkinson's research, Mark. I and I, I would say this, I say this with a great deal of pride and a great deal of affection and, and gratitude. Everyone involved. But a billion dollars, twenty years, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. But but I want to get it done. And and uh, and so I'm very happy that we've raised a billion dollars. We've had really great help from from, from key uh, donors and, and 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 great help from the Parkinson's patients. That was one of the cool things that we did well, we started out to do to be a research foundation and to be a foundation that 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 was purely focused on the next big breakthrough and and um and that's happened and we've and we've broken some key initiatives and, and helped some drugs to, to market and then those there's things you expect us to do but one of the things we become is 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 a, is a focal point for the energies of the Parkinson's community of their families of the of their children of them themselves whether it's as simple as finding out who's doing a bike-a-thon in your neighborhood. Uh, or, or perhaps a more impacted in the long run is getting involved in clinical trials. Yeah. And we have a list of clinical trials called Trial Finder. You can find something in your your uh, precinct that, that has um has opportunities to, to, to be of service. We're one of the big things we're, we're, we're into, and it, it's tricky because it it's not a cure per se, but it's as close as you can get for those undiagnosed. Yeah. So there's a series of symptoms. Uh, yours is one of them. Uh, yeah, you're in rapid REM sleep and 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 messed up sleeping. Yeah, I I have REM sleep behavior disorder, which I've <laughs> documented comedically in a lot of you, places. You actually mentioned why you're passing by three in the morning the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I I should have said hi. You were walking a raccoon and wearing a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do you find that, because uh, I find this with my sleepwalking, is is uh, people think I'm an expert medically and I have to be like, no, 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 I don't know. I don't know half the, you know, I don't know a tenth of the things these people know. I would disagree with you in that to the extent that 
patients, uh, aside from all the, the, the Latin and the, and the, and the, and the any diagrams that you can't make sense of, um, we know more than, than our doctors because we know what it's like to have the disease. Oh, that's funny. We, we know we know what it is. Like, like yeah. And, and, and I'm an expert on that. I'm an expert on what it's like to live with Parkinson's. And, and I don't want to forfeit that in any exchange I have with a doctor. I don't want everyone to yield that because, because it's really important. It's really, it's earned and it's, and it's powerful. That's funny because like, I think one of the things, I mean, in addition to the foundation, it was just so impressive. It's like your acting is still great. You have this great line in your book where you go, as an actor, I can convincingly play anyone on earth as long as they have Parkinson's disease. <laughs> Which is like, that's a great comedy line. This whole trip has been really weird. And I, like I said, I've had a really tough time in the last few weeks beyond what was in the book. No, I know, I know. I'd heard, I'd heard, I heard that you had some trouble with your hand recently. Yeah. You know, things like antibiotics and, 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 one size fits all kind of thing when you go take it to a hospital. God bless them all. They they they're great. And they work really hard. But for example, Parkinson's, they don't know what Parkinson's meant to do. So I don't know. They don't, mm-hmm. And they just have a patient that will not that is request uh, requested minimum. I, I don't drink, so I don't, I don't like narcotics. I don't like morphine. I don't like a oh, lot. I, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't. I don't want them in my body. I want them to make me yeah. succumb to their their whims without being messed up for three months. Yeah. And, and, um, and so then what happens is they, they, they medicate you lightly and it's nice, but you start to move a little bit. Yeah. They have to hit that and hit that. And, and, and then you, you're kind of in another realm and you're not dealing with your initial issue, whatever it was, you're dealing with much drugs or, or, or Parkinson's is hard for people to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they don't know how to deal with it. They say they, there's a tendency to not know how to deal with that set of issues. Yeah. A hand injury. My, my doctor will say, be still. It's supposed to be still. That'd be great. You figure that one out. Give me a call. It, <laughs> you figure that one out. You let me know. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that's remarkable, though, is like, you're on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You're on, you know, Rescue Me and, and Good Wife with, you know, with some of the symptoms. And I think what's remarkable as an actor, I'm looking at you going like, well, you're still a better actor than me. <laughs> and like, I, I got it all. I got all the faculties. I'm banging on all the cylinders. You got to deal with all this, all this shit. It's like, what, what, as an actor, are you held back from? Do- is there anything that you're held back from doing that you couldn't do before? Yeah, I have a significant block with with the last thing I did. Um, I, I was cruising along doing the Good Wife and and, and, and Larry's show and all this other stuff. I'm really loving it. And loving that that idea that everybody has Parkinson's or that or that like, it, or that I can do anything as long as I have Parkinson's. Two thoughts are related. Because everybody has Parkinson's. Everybody has some shit. Can't. Yes, everyone has something. Sometimes yep. they do, they, they, they not do. And, I'm, uh, uh, and, and so everybody's got this thing they're working on. But I, I'm curious, like as an actor, like so much of it is observation and then observation, viewing, you know, seeing how people behave and then acting. And it's like... Well, that's the key thing. You can see past the Parkinson's, you can see past the other issues that they have. And you see the central, the central actory and group. yeah yeah but to find the central truth but find the essential truth of that character and this guy's afraid 
I, I, I do that. And I, and I look at that and it's really a lot of fun. Like I love playing this guy on, on good wife who was, um, just, yeah, just evil. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to, to grab with this guy. Just, he played on people's emotions, played on their, their, their sympathies, yeah. played on their best intentions. Yeah. He just, he just mutilated them with it. And, and then uh, when I did, I used to go spinoff from Good Wife, which was a uh, good, good, uh, good fight. Good fight. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember the lines. And I just had this blunt. But I couldn't remember the lines. Oh. And, and it was strange because I was with family times. They used to give me the script. And I go, I'm in. Mallory got off the phone. And then wow. I knew it. Like in an instant. And, and, and it continued to be the way for me. I have 70 pages of dialogue on a Palmer movie. And, and knowing that a, that a, that a hugely expensive uh, steady cam shot, depending on me knowing those lines, yeah, yeah. trickle of sweat off my brow. But um, it's just uh, like that. And then I, I get to this point when the sound stage in, in, in Culver City, I can't get I can't get this line together. It was, it was this legal stuff, and I couldn't I just couldn't get it. But what was really refreshing was I didn't panic, I didn't freak out. I just went, "What's that?" <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the key element of this process is remembering lines, and I can't do it. And I done a I done a, 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 a Kiefer show in Canada. I presume the last man standing. You you get it. Um, but but uh, so so I had the same problem, and and um and so I was saying about that time I was a big Tarantino fan, and, and a big and a big Brad Pitt fan and a big um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio fan, and I loved uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cause a lot of reasons. One was that when I moved out to Hollywood after that, yeah, and and, and experienced a lot of that old Hollywood that doesn't exist anymore. That been said, was cool about was he was doing a scene in a western show, and, and he couldn't remember his lines. He went back in the dressing room. He was. Screaming himself, he was like, you know, <laughs> he was just tearing into himself in the mirror and, and like drinking and 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 just just a mess. And and I thought about that. And I thought I don't want to feel that. So I my am I am I, am I wrong not to feel that? Am I am I right? Yeah. To feel that? Like, so, but but here's what it tells me: I don't take on something with a lot of lines because I can't do it. I can't. And and, and for whatever reason, oh, it's I can't do the part of it. It just is what it is. I can't remember five pages of dialogue. I can't do it. Can't be done. Yeah. So I go to the beach. <laughs> so do you find, you know, it's like they say, that, you know, my Aunt Lucy is blind and she has a better sense of hearing. And people are, you know, sometimes if they don't have their, their hearing, they have a better sense of sight. Do you feel like from Parkinson's, you have a better sense of like observation or like anything like that? Walking me right into this stuff. It's beautiful. Really? Yeah, right. Well, because one of the things I don't say this often anymore, and I used to say it all the time. I'm glad to have to say it again. I couldn't be still until I couldn't be still. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't gauge what that center of my of my of my uh of my um, equilibrium was. That 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 like there was a place that I could get to that that was came about and my understanding of it came about because I had purposes, because it was like saying I like it with this thing. I don't have that choice anymore. I don't have this choice. I don't have that choice. I have other choices. Yeah. And so, and so I just, I couldn't be still and see those choices until I couldn't be still. It was, it was other crap. Yeah. Like the, like the, 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 the peripatetic wanderings and, 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 and weird flailings and, and body uh, impulses that I, that I feel uh, as a Parkinson's patient, uh, a sober Parkinson's patient are nothing to, compared to that. Where I felt as a drunken asshole, like 
I mean, that, that, that was a completely different thing. And that, I couldn't be still. And I was less still yeah. than, 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 than I am now. As, as, as once I'm moving around, I'm, I hear the ocean here, luckily, and, and, and the light's nice. And, and just talking to a friend, and it's all good. It's just, let's take this now and enjoy it. So I had this one thing to on the checklist, which is when I was a kid, I wanted to be you as an actor and as an adult. I want to be the kind of person who does the, the kind of things you do with your foundation. And so I wrote, you always try and deflect compliments, So, uh, but I'm requesting that you say thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I so appreciate what you do. And, I, and first of all, you work as an artist. You truly are a, a, a unique informer on our times. And, and, and from your point of view, and what I try to do from my point of view, seems like a really small corner of the world, uh, uh, um, REM sleep disorder and sleepwalking, a big part of the world. And, and, and you, you're sharing about it and your insights on it are huge. And, and um, they, they, they help me understand a lot of things about lack of control and, and acceptance and, 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 and family, what family means. And, and so I love, I love the work you're doing. And I love Good chance I get to see you. So this is this thing we do in the show called The Slow Round. It's based on sort of memories and things. Do you have a memory from your childhood where it just comes back to you sometimes and you don't even know why? A lot of those. Um, I think it ran in my... Being four years old and walking with my parents to the edge of a pond in our neighborhood, looking for frogs but finding turtles. Just <laughs> for frogs, but I found turtles. Looking for frogs and finding turtles. I found turtles, and then that turtles are really important to me. I have a turtle tattoo, the sea turtle. They didn't have those in the pond in Chilliwack, BC, but but um, turtles, turtles remain important to me. Why? Why are they important to you? Well, this turtle, I have this tattoo, my, which my wife just hates, and uh, so I can't get another one. But but uh, but but I was uh, it was New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine into two thousand. And it was, we were in the in the Caribbean, St. John's, and it was real. I mean, it was real swanky. There were a lot of cool people there. Alan, all the uh, uh, his family, uh, uh, Mel Brooks, all these great people. Yeah. And then we were going into this year, this year in which the world was going to end, and all the computers were going to crash. So I was looking for for some kind of clarity. And I was trying to figure out where to, where to leave the show and start the foundation. And so I, I went swimming in twilight. And I, you know, you have a quick swim and go get ready for the evening. The kids were getting ready. And, um, and uh, I said, I'm going to go for one last snorkel. So I go in the water. I step on the beach. And, and very shortly into my snorkel, this turtle comes out of the reeds. He's like this big, massive turtle. <laughs> and he's missing a chunk out of his fin, and he's got a big scar on his. And I said, this mother has been through it. This guy, this guy has been through yeah. Like, you go back to the little trundle down the beach, like probably 30 years ago, where you get, everyone's get picked up by ospreys and badgers and stuff. And, 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 and this guy made it. And, he, and there he was in my, in my, in my area, my, like my zone. Where I'm, I mean, and I, so I looked at him and swam, swam after him for a while. And I just got to, this guy was going to do the next right thing. Yeah. Like, There's only agenda, do the next right thing. Yeah. And I got in the water and I said to Tracy, I said, I'm not leaving the show. I'm going to do the foundation. Wow. That's how it seems, so, I mean, it seems very, uh, like, self-generated, uh, uh, like, lore, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's truly what happened. Yeah. 
What's the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given you that you did that worked? My, my, my father said to me when I, when I wanted to be an actor, and moved to the states, and and um, and he had no comprehension. He thought I was a hippie, but I was working, and and he he was a military guy, and I was working, and he couldn't couldn't he couldn't argue with that. Like dollars and cents, where I was like as a seventeen year old, I was making maybe that sixteen hundred dollars a sixteen thousand dollars a year, like like a good yeah good set, set of money. So. That drove the course of all my work. And, and so when I said I wanted to move to Hollywood, he said, well, if you're going to be a lumberjack, you might as well go to the goddamn forest. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. I got it. Um, and, 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 and other people like Jeffrey Katzenberger said to me, when in the bull ring, don't wear red. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and uh, that's what else. Um, it's, just, and, and just, uh, it's just about like a lot of program stuff, a lot of, get into it specifically but but a lot of uh, stuff with the program that helped me quit drinking and, and get sober um is about acceptance yeah about understanding about and about um uh, just just like if you accept something doesn't mean you resign to it yeah you're gonna endeavor to change it but if you accept the truth of it first yeah this is the truth of my situation yeah under those terms but if i look at it from another angle Gives me opportunities and it gives me all kinds of chances to do things. Yeah, I think that's that's phenomenal advice. I think that's one of the very strange things about this moment in history, in a broad sense, is that the what is true yeah. is is so heavily debated yeah. that none of us can get to acceptance on kind of the worldview yeah. of the whole thing. It's, it's terrible. I mean, right now that you 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 can you can uh, run into a door and it's just. It's, like everything is, you said there's no accepted truth. There's no, there's, there's no good faith attempt at 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 at, at a co-understanding. There's no yeah. people want to exploit that, and, and both sides. Although you know, uh, uh, we always say that, that there's um unfair characterization of two different situations. That this is this, and this is real. But but the other side sees it the same way. And so and even thinking the other side, like those terms, it's also screwy. Everything's Polarized, and then was forced to take a position on a, on a, on a truth that is not filtered through their own process of right and wrong, but it's filtered through some other gas bag in 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 in, in, in Midtown Manhattan, coming up with this yeah crap. It's hard. Yeah. What do you remember being an inauthentic version of yourself from any part of your life that you cringe at? Oh yeah. Well, I, mean, I used to have to like run a reel. <laughs> Being, being like David Letterman, who I love, with, with, and I was, I think it was about 41, 42 times over the, 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 the boy and man, the NBC, CBS spectrum. But, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm going on this show with big glasses and cowboy boots and. <laughs> what are you, Dr. Roof? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that, was that in your 20s or 30s? My 20s, I was at any given moment, anybody. Oh my gosh. I was just. I was just I, I came to Canada. I came from Canada in 1979. Like I, I worked for a couple of years and did like Bruce Boomer and and, and and Lou Grant. I mean, it, it kind of like weird trading thing. And and um and then and then I and I had to sit. I, I was literally down to it. Did you play poker? A little bit, yeah. I was down to a chip in a chair. I was down to like I had <laughs> and then I and that had all kinds of implications. If I left. I, I owed the IRS like ten thousand dollars, so I wouldn't be able to come back and, and earn that money back. Oh my god! I mean, and I, and I knew going back meant 
my brother, who's a great guy, had a lot of construction sites. He was superintendent of that. I would have been picking up nails on the construction sites. It just all was bad. It was down to the last second. And I got family ties and, and my life changed. Oh, wow. And like that, that's just always have that. Always have that, that thing to look to and say, shit can happen. Like you can't, you can't set the bar high enough. Yeah. To, to, to eliminate the possibility of good things happening. And, and that's the thing, like, like, you say, I was all pointing to crap. You know, how can you be optimistic? It's all terrible. It's like, how about you? But I'm hanging off that last minute when it's great. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on that. Yeah. Growing up, who do you have a memory of like a really strange neighbor or a really unique neighbor? Yeah, I had a few. I had, um, we had a woman that we lived in a, 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 at one point, my, when my father just had a military, we lived in a, we sure to walk up a middle gate apartments and, and it had a, a swimming pool, but that was fetid and awful. And, and I think it, I think it eventually shut down, but, but the manager of this place was, uh, was a woman. I, she was insane. She had dark, like she was a country star. Anyway, she had dark, uh, glowing raven hair and, and she wore like white cowboy boots and, 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 and I don't know think they had spanks then, but, but spank like, yeah, spank esque material, and 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 she was very brusque and very, and it was always an opportunity to, to warn us children that we would be the cause of the eviction of our parents. Yeah, and I said, "Why are you negotiating with a nine year old about behaving like?" like? <laughs> and 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 um and and she, we had I had a pet mouse that I bought with science class, and then he got out. So then I was the the, the scourge of the neighborhood because I let this mouse out in in the neighborhood, and she was just. I basically say, on that mouse, I live in fear of this woman coming, popping out of the, out of the hole, <laughs> uh, demanding that I find this mouse. Uh, like, he's a white mouse. He's not like he's going to float in and, and be like a sign of a pestilence in the building. He's clearly from the bed store. That's true. But uh, that's a weird neighbor. So, like, when you watch a movie, read a book, you know, see a play, like, What's the thing that you crave? Like, what's the thing that's your, like, favorite thing? Honest human connection. Just, like, I was watching a, a movie last night. It was really cool. Uh, and I don't often like films like this. It's called Rain and Fire. And it's like these dragons that, that, that yeah. populate uh, Europe. And, and, and Christian Bale plays this guy who, who, uh, who, who was one of the first ones as a kid to find the dragon. And his mother was killed by the dragons. But, but um, it was Christian Bale... Uh, Matthew McConaughey and and Gerard Butler, they're all in this movie, and we're all great. Yeah. But look at that, and I say they're all great. Christian Bale can act his ass off. Yeah. You know, it's just, he just he just that's another level. Oh, that's a whole thing. McConaughey is great, and he's getting in this role. He's all puffed, and his sides are flinty, and he's, he's he says stuff with a cigar in his teeth, and that's all great. Um, but but Christian Bale just made, in this goofy movie where he's making. Make you cry. It's so good. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have a smell from your childhood that that you remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have smell now, which is well, uh, function of Parkinson's disease, which is another one of those things on the list. No kidding. Jeez. But but but, but I remember the, the smell of pine. Uh, just after Christmas, in this apartment building I lived in had had balconies, fire escapes, and everyone would put their trees out there during New Year's and. Before they picked up, they just couldn't put them on the road. And the whole place smelled like pine. It smelled like a pine forest. Wow. So what's a thing that you've always enjoyed in your life that you're still enjoying that's like, a, you know, 
in solitude. I love that. I love to meditate at the beach. I was just doing it this morning. This is sit on the beach, pound of the waves, get the rhythm, you just go. And, and they come back 25 minutes later and say, well, nothing's changed, but everything's changed. Working It Out is supported by Masterclass. We are thrilled to be supported by Masterclass. It's a streaming platform that makes it possible for anyone to watch or listen to hundreds of video lessons taught by more than 150 of the world's best. So, for example, Working It Out listeners might be interested in filmmakers or writers like David Sedaris, Issa Rae, Martin Scorsese, Warner Herzog, Malcolm Gladwell, and more. Margaret Atwood teaches creative writing. Amy Tan teaches fiction, memory, and imagination. That sounds fantastic. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, or in the app, or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash burbigs. Masterclass.com slash burbigs. Offer terms apply. Working It Out is brought to you in part by GameTime.co. That's not GameTime.com. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. GameTime.co is a, a site where you can get the best tickets for events, sports events, concerts. This is a thing that I'm obsessed with. I don't know about you, but I'm very experience-based, especially if I'm bringing my family. I just want to make sure that the seats are good and I can see everything. And I just think this is a great site. It's an amazing interface, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code WIO, that's for working it out. That's WIO for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code WIO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I wrote this joke recently when I was in Minnesota, but it it makes me think of Canada, which is I find that people who live in these cold climates, they're so they're so tough. You know, it's like it's it's like they have calluses for the for the weather at a certain point. So I was making small talk with the taxi driver from the airport. I go, How's it going with the weather? You know, because it's zero degrees. And the guy and the taxi driver just goes, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, I thought, can you can you take it for another ten minutes? Because we're pretty close to the hotel. <laughs> when you were growing up in Canada, did you ever clock how goddamn cold it is? Yeah, there? every time they get really cold, like uh, I, what, I, what I think of when I think of uh, cold is, is um going on camping trips. Like, we got camping trips in November, and it's like it's like for school. Yeah, it's like, it's so cold. And it, we do. I don't believe children did not. Um, <laughs> and we would have carried on anyway. But, but it's so cold that that that, that you 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 freeze from the inside out. Yeah. Like normally the inside of you is the last vestige of a warmth. It's like started yeah. somewhere in your perineum and just 
radiated fingers of ice through the real body. Yeah. I think that there's, I think there's correlation between com- comedy and, and weather because the amount of comedians and comedic actors out of Canada, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and it's, it's completely disproportionate. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of truisms about the business, by the way. Uh, 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 time plus tragedy equals comedy. Yeah. Or, or whatever. And the other is he is the enemy of comedy. <laughs> I've never heard that. Heat is the enemy of comedy. I guarantee you go to the set of some sitcom that an audience, they got that thing cranked down to like 62. Because 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 if you're if you're if you hold your weight, if you wake your life, if your life you're gonna be involved in whatever shiny thing they put in front of you, and that's our show. Yeah. And then I jotted this thing down recently, which is uh this is just a true story. I for my whole career, I've heard about these professional airport greeters who escort celebrities through the airport. <clears throat> and I always thought, that's not for me. You know, it's not who I am. <laughs> and then during the pandemic, I was like, all right, I'm going to do the airport greeter thing. So I meet this woman on the curb, JFK. She walks me through security. And we're walking through totally. This is ver- word for word. She goes, one time I told Hugh Jackman that there's a little nook behind uh, a restaurant in, in, right there in Terminal 2, and it's private. It's got great food, and I brought him there, and he loved it. And I go, is that where we're going? And she said, nope. <laughs> and then we went to the food court. And then we, I, and then it was never discussed again. And Lil Muck, where's that Lil Muck? It only you chat Yeah. And then uh, we went to the food court, and she tried to use her card for the 15 with a for a 15 discount and the cashier said is it for you or is it for him and i'm holding pizza that's clearly for me and i go oh it's for me and then we didn't get the 15 discount and that's when i realized i am not wolverine i'm like an arctic fox eating a pizza at full price you can't, you, you can't buy that again they can uh wait they can get you the pizza at a discount <laughs> yes <laughs> What is the, because you, I, I, I mean, genuinely, I grew up on your movies, and to, to me, I'm, I look at you and go like, well, you clearly like have it all. You could do anything. What is the luxury that actually is as good as someone would think it is? I can say yes first to my family. I can say yes without thinking about it. We want to go here. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. I like had this for dinner. Yes. Yes, is the first answer because they because they've never done anything to to, to dishonor that and can yeah. Well, but it's a great thing. Like 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 I can't even like. Can we go to Disneyland? We've been to Disneyland fourteen times, never in a line. Yeah. What's the what's the inverse? What's the thing that doesn't matter how rich and famous you are? It's just you got to deal with it. Well, I mean, it's that that's every day. That's with this and look and say I can't I can't and then the other side I can't go there. I can't go, I can't go uh, to Hawaii. I can't go, I can't go to the store right now. I can't go to the restaurant right now. Okay, so the final thing we do on the show is it, it, it plays right into what we're already talking about, which is working it out for a cause. And if there's one thing that you want people to know about the Fox Foundation, what is that single thing and how can they help? Um, is it... I said, is Barack Obama, but if we, you are the agent of change that you live for. Yeah. 
you are you are the tool to get this done. And then you can get involved uh, with, with trials. You can get involved with with uh, anecdotal information that goes into several pipelines that then make that information accessible. And again, accessible to, to, to researchers and other patients. And then, um, like, we can sit around and talk about it. We can do something about it. Yeah. And, and, and doing something about it, maybe sitting around and talking about it, but it's attached to an action. Yeah. We don't have an endowment. We don't have... We don't have a big pile of money that we didn't dole out to people. Money comes in, goes out. We've identified the science before we've earned the money. And 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 and, and the, the, the um science is ahead of the money still. And so we can't we gotta reach that. And 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 we get places where that where that the money is ahead of the science. We've done it. Michael. Uh, I can't thank you enough for doing this. This has been so enlightening. And I feel, honestly, I feel so lucky to have met you, one of my, my heroes in my life, and to, to witness close up, so, you know, what you're able to do sort of on and off screen. It's unbelievable. I feel so many times as you say, uh, you, first of all, are a genius. Like, the work you do, the things you find, the, 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 the truths you seek out and find, and, and the observations you make uh, always touch me. Thank you. Thank you for getting involved in our foundation. Thank you for all your talents to our, our efforts. And then and, and love to your family. And carry on. Thanks. Working it out, cause it's not done. Working it out, cause there's no That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. That is Michael J. Fox. You can support the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research at michaeljfox.org. You can follow him on Instagram at RealMikeJFox. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. I'm at Burbigs. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salomon and Joseph Burbiglia, consulting producer Seth Barish, sound mix by Kate Belinsky, associate producer Mabel Lewis. Special thanks to my consigliere, Mike Perkowitz, as well as Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. They are on tour when they're in London. I'm going to be in London. I'm going to get to see them again. I saw them in Texas. They are on fire. Bleachers. As always, very special thanks to my wife, the poet Jay Hope Stein. Our book is called The, the New One. It's a mixture of, of poetry and comedy. Uh, it is at your local bookstore. Support your local bookstores. And uh, and Jen's book, which is called Little Astronaut, is a collection of poetry. It is You can pre-order today. It comes out in September. It is a beautiful book. As always, a special thanks to our daughter, Una, who created a radio fort made of pillows. And thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends. Go on Apple Podcasts and say which was your which was your favorite episode of the show. And so if people come on, they see the 75 episodes and they don't know where to begin, they can look at your recommendation and go, oh, wow, this person is directing me to their favorite episode. Thank you all for telling your friends, for telling your enemies. We're working it out. We'll see you next time, everybody.